0: Thank <laughs> Hello and welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast. It is the end of the month and I am Matthew, I forgot to say that bit, and I'm joined as always by a very sick Scott. He Hello. does, he, yeah, he's dying, which is great.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm very glad that our podcast is recorded virtually, otherwise it wouldn't be getting yes. recorded. Um, I, got, I got I got the big C, which is not cancer, but we have a big C. Got the... <laughs> got, got the uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, you got you got this uh the fake thing going around. You're one of those pretenders. Yeah. One of those pretenders, yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll try
1: I'll try not to cough too much. <laughs> uh
0: it is the end of the month and that is means it is our news roundup episode. It is already the end of April somehow. Uh April has flown by for me. It's been a really fast month.
1: Uh, it's it's almost a year since we've started this podcast which does not feel real.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although to be fair, I've pretty much don't remember a time where this podcast wasn't a thing
1: oh yeah it, it, Beca- it, it because feels... we,
0: we, we we had had the idea for the podcast for like four months before yeah. actually starting the podcast so it's been over a year since the podcast's been a concept in our brains and yeah, i can't not... i can't remember past three
1: weeks so <laughs> <laughs> it is true you have a very bad memory so yeah you want to you start off with the big news so the big news that we've got is big, big big, 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 big
0: finish news. Uh Joe Martin and Sasha Darwin enter the world of audio in brand new audio dramas. Uh Joe Martin of course being the Fugitive Doctor and Sasha Darwin being the current master. Uh first revealed on screen in the 2020 Doctor Who episode Fugitive of the Jadoon. Uh see it's in all caps and we've been watching a lot of the Chris da- Chan documentary on YouTube. Yeah and I was very tempted to do a full geno there and just shout Fugitive of the Jadoon. <laughs> but I'm not alone in my house, and that'd be very rude. So the Fugitive of the Jadoon, uh no, sorry, I can't read. The Fugitive Doctor is a previously unseen incarnation of of the Doctor who okay right uh off the doctor who quickly established herself as popular character with viewers not off
1: the doctor who quickly established (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay you you can't read either it seems i wasn't going to read this because i have a sore throat but yeah you can't read either Uh, now she's back as joe martin
0: stars in six exciting new full cast audio dramas due to be released across two box sets Uh, joe martin said that big finish do amazing work they are a vital part of the fandom I'm over the moon to be joining this iconic show. I can't wait to see what stories they have
1: in store for the Fugitive Doctor. Uh, it, it's it's a very generic statement. I can't wait to be joining this iconic show. She's yeah. she's already part yeah. of the iconic show. Yeah, but it's because <laughs> she knows her stuff's going to get made, not canon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and also notice that these are stories set after Fugitive of a Jejoon, so we're not going to get any more of a prequels, secret past. Yeah. We're not going to get anything... Like, how did she get that fucking TARDIS to look like a police box? We'll never know. <laughs> Just
0: that's because, Scott, it's a question that you cannot <laughs> answer because it makes no sense. Sasha Darwin, who plays the latest incarnation of The Master, will also get a six-part Big Finish series called Call Me Master uh sasha darwin said that he absolutely adored working with the fantastic team at big finish so when they asked me to play the master in his own series uh it was an offer i couldn't refuse the master is such a joy to play on so many levels i can't wait to see what he's going to be getting up to without the doctor around to hold him back hold on to your seat folks uh story details are being kept under wraps but fans can now pre-order both series from big finish uh which is pretty exciting uh we, we've spoken a little bit about Sasha Darwin as the master and how we're kind of, you know, not completely sold on him. He is a very manic performance as the master, but... Uh and this, the same with the Fugitive Doctor. She's a really good performance and a really good character. We know nothing about her. This version of yeah. the Master, you know, he's manic and crazy, and we know basically nothing about this version. You know, how did he even come into B is the big question, if he's set after Missy. Uh, and, you know, you can always go down the route of, oh, the, the Master just returns, because we've seen Missy die a heap of times. But they kind of made it like a full stop with, you know, you're not regenerating this time, Missy. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so, you know, how, how did that happen? I don't think it really matters. Never do I. I it just, it I'm... plays into for me the underwrittenness of his version of the master. You know, he's yeah. he's so poorly written. We don't even
1: know why he's there. Yeah, I'm f- I'm fine with that question never being explored. I don't need to know if if he's a follow on to the messy dog Ev master. I I'm pretty sure he is. I think they've referenced it a few times. Okay. Well, either way, it feels like he's a brand new incarnation it's not related to his past. It feels like he's, he could have been the first master for all all we know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that, you know, that was a big fan theory
0: for a while, that he was a previous incarnation of the master. Like, because we've not seen the master in... Like, Succession, you know, the Master that we see with Roger Delgado is not necessarily the first Master, and the Master we see after that is not necessarily the second Master, you know,
1: and so yeah. on and so on. Uh, you know, it's like the 5th and the 8th, because time the on- travel. The only time when we saw the Master in Succession was uh, the in the end of Series 3, where he regenerated from Derek Jacobi into John Sim. And John like- Sim into Missy. Did we see John yeah. Sim actually... Well, at the, the end well, of the
0: whole the whole thing is you right know, okay. missy shoots johnson to make him regenerate into her because yeah. she knows that ha, i win because you're going to turn into a good guy and he's like yeah well i'm going to kill you and that way i win as well <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i was we need, i can't wait such to a good series such I, a good
1: finale and i wish i was capaldi's final episode too but yeah uh, his <laughs> we'll... final episode is good though it's... Mm. It is but yeah, I'm I'm excited for both the futures of Doctor and the um, Call Me Master, which I, I'm not really sure on the title. It feels weird to say it out loud because it feels like I'm a dominatrix or something. <laughs> Call me Master. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, it makes me think of that scene with David Tennant and John Sim. Where they're on the phone at the uh, the end of David Tennant's second series, where the Master calls him up and he's like Doctor. Master's like Master, and he's like, Ooh, I like it when you say my name.
1: <laughs> There's a point where this incarnation of the Master had the Doctor on her knees and was like, Call me Master, which is which which takes on a whole new meaning when it's like, Well, <laughs> he, he he chose his name on purpose you know. Yes.
0: <laughs> he knows what he likes. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to these. I think it'll be interesting to see what these characters are like when they're given a personality.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of wild how quickly Big Finish got some rights to the 13th Doctor era, because usually they have to wait a couple of years, but here it's just, we're not even finished for era, and we, and we know we're going to see the Master in a Centenary special, mm-hmm. and may, pro, maybe, probably, the Fugitive Doctor, which would make sense, because Theoretically, we should get more answers to what the fuck she is, but I doubt Chibnall will answer anyone's questions. Maybe this is actually part of, because they just signed a new
0: contract extension into 2030s, uh, but maybe this is part of Russell T. Davis' new idea for expanding Doctor Who into more of an MCU style, so that the big Finnish audio dramas aren't so behind you know, they're mm. get, they're getting more relevant characters faster rather than being like, oh, yeah, look, four years after, Capaldi's back. They can just be like, look, it's middle of uh, this new Doctor's season. Here's the companion from last season on an adventure, you know. So they're just yeah. one season behind rather than, you know, four years behind.
1: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. But at the same time, I presume the BBC have a final say because they don't want anything to be immediately contradicted in the canon. The BBC do not care about Doctor <laughs> Who's canon. What are you talking we, we, about? We, we, we don't care about the canon, but like, so let's say the team Doctor says something. I mean, that's immediately contradicted for next week in a big finish audio drama, but they have no control over. S- Scott, <laughs> Scott, the, the Doctor says something in the episodes and the week <laughs> later contradicts herself. Okay, yeah, I guess you do have a point. But, <laughs> Yeah, they don't care about Kanan in terms of the show's Conan they don't. They,
0: they don't care yeah. about the character consistency right now either, you know. I'm sure that will come to change when it comes in with this next, but Jodi's Doctor is a wild west of personalities, <laughs> you know. There's no, there's no such thing as having morals with her Doctor. It's whatever she's feeling like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's a good point, you know. Uh, yeah. our second story uh, do you want me to just keep talking because you've got a bad throat and you? Can if just, you don't mind <laughs> you can just chime in with funny quips uh, the ratings for the sea devils sink uh, so we spoke briefly about the ratings in last week's episode and that was the overnight ratings so they were more of an estimation than the actual official ratings we do have the official ratings now so on Easter Sunday the BBC aired Jodie Whittaker's penul- penultimate appearance in Doctor Who Legend of the Sea Devils where the episode had the worst ratings in all of the show's history of nearly 60 years as only 2.2 million viewers tuned in overnight and we were two of them Uh, this is even lower than the Eaters of Light, which holds the previous lowest overnight ratings with 2.89 million viewers. And you know what that tells me? That's the Aberdeen episode, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the Aberdeen Uh, episode, which didn't really have anything to do with Aberdeen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but, you know, Aberdeen no longer being in last place. (laughs) means that we need to get another aberdeen episode that can do even worse than this one because last last place is where we should be honestly uh legend of the sea devils (laughs) was the 11th most watched program of the day and was beaten in the time slots by antiques roadshow on bbc (laughs) 2 with 2.26 million and britain's got talent with 5.2 million uh in comparison the last easter special in 2009 planet of the dead which is a pretty fun episode Significantly better than this one. uh, Had 8.4 million viewers overnight and was the second most watched program of the day. Only beaten by Britain's Got Talent, which had 11.2 million. Uh, Of course, we've said it before. Watching TV is a lot different now than it was in 2009. uh, And any program pulling in a couple million is doing excellent. Uh, But we do have a follow-up for for those uh, viewing figures. So, Doctor Who's seven-day catch-up audience figures are 3.47 billion which is a proportionally bigger rise than usual according to oh boy uh, Lizzo Mzimba probably pronounced that horrendously yeah Lizzo Mzimba so uh, he, pre- he, ah, okay.
1: he used to present news round on CBC i'd never watched that show uh Ugh, so you, uh, you
0: swine <laughs> this makes it the bbc's best performer of the day uh the third biggest overall after itb's the thief his wife in the canoe which got 8.66 million and bgt uh britain's got talent with 6.94 and 24th in the weekly chart so not horrible
1: yeah Still the BBC's biggest hit of the day, which is the most important thing for Doctor Who right now. But yeah, yeah, I, it, I think it just shows that TV viewing is just down in total. Like it's Easter Sunday and only two shows are over 5 million. And Doctor Who is 3.47 million, which is quite sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, but people are busy unsubscribing from Netflix right now. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) uh, you know, well, we'll see. I'm expecting the viewing figures to rise with, this next the centenary special and with yeah whomever the because mainly i just out of curiosity because people will be like oh i want to see who the next doctor is and then they will decide right there if they're going to watch russell t davis's era they will not wait for russell t davis like think how many people stopped watching when they saw matt smith after they went oh no don't like him and never watched yeah. it like
1: <laughs> yeah that's how that's how crazy the audience is we just judge the new doctor based on a five second regeneration scene which is yeah. insane i think we we should get a season where the doctor regenerates halfway through again because we we had that twice in terms of uh william hartnell regenerating mm-hmm. into yeah. patrick troughton in season four and then it happened again with uh patrick oh, what's oh, blah, 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 peter davidson <laughs> regenerating into colin baker yeah and i think that'd be cool to do it again because you'll keep it, the momentum
0: it would be really cool i do not think you'd be able to make it a surprise Uh, no of course not which sucks because it would be the biggest surprise
1: possible you could do but you know you you could just say oh yeah this person is contracted for this amount of time we're doing this entire season and then we regenerate 10 episodes into a 12 episode season yeah And nobody knows because they think that the next successor is filming for like a New Year's special or something. Yeah. yeah. And randomly we just regenerate 10 episodes in. That'd be crazy. It would be, uh,
0: although it would mean you'd have to do like three long episodes at the end of a season because you don't want a doctor to regenerate in a 40 minute episode. You know, you want it to be the big, spectacular. I'm going to save the universe or sacrifice myself, sort of episode. You know, you want to have that dramatic storytelling. Because imagine if you you get cast as the Doctor. Oh my God, excellent! How, how how's my series going to end? Well, in episode six, you get shivved. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, you could just do it in a two-parter. When, yeah, 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 a two-parter would be the way to do it probably.
0: Uh, like Christopher I'm, Eccleston got a two-parter. I think it would be really interesting as well to have the first part of a two-parter go so wrong that the Doctor has to regenerate. And then the second part of the two-parter is with a new Doctor who's having the post-regeneration stress of, you know, memory loss, body fatigue and stuff like that. Having to try and solve the problem that's gone so horrendously wrong that they died in the last episode. It would be a really, really... uh, terrifying episode to write
1: but a compelling
0: one to watch I think
1: yeah back to the ratings yeah, when we heard the 11th most watched program of the day and beaten by Antiques Roadshow it it was a big joke but now that we've got the context of oh it's the 3rd most watched program of the day 24th most watched of the week which is quite usual for Doctor Who it's usually hanging around in the 20s that's not bad And and then people just don't take into consideration the actual context of what's going on here. We see the rating and we're like, that's not what David Tennant got. The show is going bad. What do you mean 10 million people aren't still watching live (laughs) weekly television? I
0: find that so hard to believe. When they've got Disney Plus and Netflix and Amazon Prime and live TV and Britain's Got Talent, why aren't they all (laughs) watching Doctor Who?
1: A show they've not watched in 15 years. (laughs) I mean, like, even if you look at TV show, uh, TV shows that's premiering on like Disney Plus, like Marvel shows, they're kind of getting lore viewers into this. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. the actual figures. I uh, Loki, to look
0: up. Uh, I'm pretty sure Loki got two hundred thousand. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, that was a big failure. Whoops." Uh, <laughs> but they're still making a season two of Loki because yeah. I mean, they have all the money in the world. But uh, the, for example, I I've spoken about this before. You know, I'm a fan of wrestling. Uh, wrestling figures for, like, uh, AEW, which is this new promotion coming up, get, like, 900,000 to a million each week in primetime TV in the States, and that is, like, number one on cable. Yeah. (laughs) 900,000. Uh, and they're, like, this is amazing viewing figures. This is absolutely spectacular, you know? Uh, Yeah. Which is so different if 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 nine hundred thousand people watched doctor who you'd be seeing online the show is dead you know yeah uh,
1: like like uh, if you look up has called talent which we have two figures for here in in 2009 it got uh, we were just looking at it where was it um sorry Um, So, Raven's Got Talents in 2009 with Premier got 11.2 million, and this year it only got 5.2 million. That's a 5 million drop. And it was a 5 million drop for Doctor Who as well, pretty much. So, yeah, every year it's just going down and down. And it's it's across the board, it's not just a Doctor Who issue here. Yeah, it's because people don't watch live
0: TV. And, you know, people are really sour on the BBC right now. Uh, You know, and if they don't pay their TV license, they don't even watch. The BBC and they just use Netflix. Uh which, you know, people consume in different ways and yeah. I
1: think that's fair enough. I, I uh, do wonder what the state of television is gonna be like in like twenty thirty. It's only eight years away, but it's gonna be <laughs> I think rock
0: bottom. The way things are going now, I think Netflix will be the first streaming service to collapse. Mm, yeah. Uh and either get bought by somebody like Disney or Amazon uh I, I save would, the I content I would,
1: I would yeah i wouldn't say disney or amazon since we already have our own yeah but services. they would just
0: merge it because netflix is a bigger name you know May, uh, no, maybe
1: something like universal might swoop in or maybe sony.
0: maybe i could maybe maybe you could see sony because they've already got that deal that uh deal whatever they've got on uh but i could see netflix either getting bought or completely crumbling because of the decisions yeah. they're making right now are just ridiculous uh, and maybe that would lead to a bigger swing into more regular primetime TV show. But with the current nonsense going on about the TV license here in the UK, uh, I can see the BBC either losing that and becoming a private channel, like what they're forcing Channel 4 to do, uh, or, <laughs> or you know, BBC adopts a Netflix model of if you want BBC content, you pay for a subscription service for BBC content, uh, yeah. which would suck. Because I yeah. like publicly funded programs. That's good.
1: Yeah, uh, there's there's no easy way around this to make everyone happy. It's, it, it's just a big old nightmare. It's gonna get only good. It's only gonna get worse. I would the, say. The key is to just not think
0: about it. Uh, so, uh our next story is Doctor Who redacted a Doctor Who spin-off podcast not the podcast you're listening to uh who watches who a Doctor Who podcast the most successful Doctor Who podcast ever invented the BBC heard about our podcast and went oh we got to get on on this gold mine and they came out with Doctor Who redacted so listeners will be introduced to the characters of Cleo Proctor uh, played by Charlie Craggs, uh, A, Abby McPhail, played by Lewis, or Lois, uh, Chimba, uh, <laughs> that's a f- Chimimba, I think it is, that's a, I-M-I-M, that's a fun name, uh, and Shauna Thompson, played by Holly Quinn, Ankara. I'm really bad at names. Uh, alongside some familiar faces, including the Doctor, played by Jodie Whitaker, uh, Rani Chandra, Kate Stewart, and Petronella Osgood, and Madam Vastra. Uh, Doctor Who Redacted follows Cleo, Abby, and Shauna, three broke university drops outs, dropouts from different cities across the UK who remain connected via their paranormal conspiracy podcast, The Blue Box Files. The trio speculate over Abby's favourite conspiracy theory, intent on finding out the truth behind the mysterious blue box that keeps cropping up across history. What if this random police public call box was actually an alien ship? Uh, They don't know who the Doctor is or if aliens are real, but soon find themselves caught in a supernatural conspiracy as they learn that everyone who's ever met the Doctor is disappearing and being forgotten. Essentially, they're being redacted from reality. Uh, The Blue Box Files is so unsuccessful that our heroes are the last ones to be affected by the redaction, making Cleo, Abby, and Shauna the world's only hope. Now it's a race against time to uncover the truth. Uh, making a podcast about how podcasts are really unsuccessful and have no listeners is an interesting <laughs> choice. Um, but basically, the concept of this is it's three people that are the descendants of that one guy from Series 1 uh, yeah. <laughs> who who had like, followed the Doctor through history and then get shot by an Auton in front of his family.
1: Yeah. Have you had a chance to listen to uh, any of the episodes lit yet? To this? N- nope. And I probably I- won't. <laughs> I listened to episode one. It's it's a solid find, but there's nothing to really go back to. You it's said it like, was cringy. It was quite cringy, especially at the start where it's just like they're presenting your podcast. And of course, it's going through the tropes of a conspiracy podcast. And it's like, oh, fuck, this is just some of the dialogue. Some of the dialogue was just awful. But then we eventually <laughs> went out of the podcast and we just spoke naturally. Now, to be
0: fair, the podcast is supposed to be unsuccessful. Yeah. So maybe the dialogue was cringy and unsuccessful because the characters were trying too hard to be fun presenters, and that's why their podcast never took off. Yeah,
1: yeah, that you know? uh, yeah, is certainly the intent, and I'm glad. I was worried about if we were going to carry that throughout the entire uh, show, but after like five minutes of his twenty minute podcast, they dropped it and you know went on to like a regular big finish drama, which mm. was considerably really be- better. It's not something I would go back to. I think I'll check it all out. I'll probably like listen to it over a few days, or so everyone go back to it week by week. Um, but basically, one of the one of the characters starts disappearing for time. Uh, we get like erased from existence, and the doctors calling them, and I'm not sure what the fuck is going on. Rani's involved somehow, but yeah, it's at the point where I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm cautiously optimistic, and we'll see where it goes. Fair enough. <clears throat> Uh, Doctor Who Redacted is
0: scripted by bestselling author Juno Dawson alongside a host of new experienced writing talent with a strong emphasis on diversity and regionality. The audio drama primarily explores the relationships between ordinary people unknowingly immersed in the Doctor Who universe. It is available on BBC Sounds Weekly from April 17th. Juno Dawson, why do I recognize that name?
1: Uh, Thanks, she, she's a pregnant lady from that one movie, Juno. Wow. <laughs> that uh, was really really <laughs> it,
0: huh? that's why i own one of her books so yes. she she's written just a crap ton of books that would never appeal to me a book called meat market clean what's the Tea, uh say her name the gender games hollow pike these are all like very f- uh female skewed marketing uh, ya stuff it looks like uh but she wrote doctor who the good doctor which is a Jodie Whittaker Ah. Doctor Who book I have sitting on my shelf that I have never read, but has a very nice cover. Uh,
1: Uh, uh, One of, like, four Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who books, because we don't make them for some reason. Yeah,
0: (coughs) because people don't know how to read. Uh, But, yeah, that's why I recognize that name. So so this is a writer that is familiar with Jodie's Doctor specifically,
1: so uh, that makes me a bit more interested in listening to it. The thing is, neither of us are really in the target audience. I think this is more geared towards obviously mm-hmm. female listeners. But it's it's a solid attempt at you know making a weekly um series audio dr- series that it might be, be a, a gateway yeah, gateway drug into Big, Big finish, finish. I would yeah. hope, yeah, it could, be. especially with f- especially with the fugitive Doctor news and the uh, Call Me Master news. That's bringing in some of the Jodie fans into Big Finish as well. So yeah, all three of them
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh Daleks are coming in four k uh uh, it's not a sentence I thought I'd be saying tonight. Uh So, <laughs> Studio Canal are issuing new restorations of the 60s Dalek movies. Doctor Who and the Daleks from 1965 and Dalek's Invasion of Earth 2150 AD from 1966 star Peter Cushing as the Doctor and were directed by Gordon Fleming. Uh, both films will be released in 4K ultra-high-definition discs this summer. On Sunday, the 19th of June, the British Film Institute Southbank in London will host a special preview event, including a double-bill screening of the new restoration we've got to go to london uh, both films will be then th- uh, therea- uh the- ter- the- tr- three- tr- theatrically is that even a word theatrically theatrically there we go i can't read theatrically <laughs> re-released from sunday the 10th of july the films will be available as 4k ultra hd collector's editions and seal books on the 20th of june and 18th of july respectively with streaming available on the same days maybe that's why it got taken off big finish oh not big finish Brit box I don't think it was ever on It was on Britbox, because that's how I found out about it. I don't believe you. It absolutely (laughs) was. Uh, each collector's edition will include a 4k ultra hd and blu-ray disc a booklet with new essays and exclusive 32 page version of a new book from publishers titan a collectible coin art cards and posters new artwork from these releases has been specifically commissioned from johnny dombrowski uh, the two releases will include the special features from previous editions including 1995's dalek mania and the interviews that accompanied the original blu-rays uh, new material will include updates on the last restorations and audio commentaries by mark gattis kim newman and robert's uh, 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 so this is something that me and you are both very excited by the artwork yep. it looks incredible it's releasing in theaters and we're like oh boy i really hope it comes to aberdeen it won't um <laughs> you know it's 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 getting all this stuff and and it just so happened we are also going to be covering doctor who and the yep. daleks come our one year anniversary and this releases like what two weeks uh, after entire... a week
1: after like it's actually yes yeah, entire month after a so month close enough yeah. where it's like oh fuck we yeah so yeah we predicted this somehow yeah <laughs> we, is, we called it, it is it's
0: so close
1: to being perfect
0: <coughs> timing for us but also, because it's a month off, it's like, well, we can't just delay yeah. our anniversary special yeah. month, you know, because it's going to be a long episode. Uh, so we bought the Blu-rays instead of this new re-released, remastered 4Ks, but we're definitely going to get it. And, you know, yeah. by the time we want to review Dalek's Invasion of Earth 2150, at least we will have the new copy. You know, yeah, will, we'll,
1: yeah, and also we'll be able to compare the two Dalek movies yeah. the Blu ray and the 4K to just see the difference, it'll be nice. I hope yeah. it's a good, I'm, transfer. Sure, it's a I'm of-
0: sure I'll be able to see the difference in my uh, 1080p screen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you're
1: behind,
0: my friend. No, it's just 4K TVs are expensive and they ultra, aren't expensive. ultra hd blu-ray players are expensive uh they aren't that expensive <laughs> i my blu-ray player cost 80 quid and it's just a regular blu-ray player my you 4k know? player costs
1: like 140 yeah that's, that's not too so much.
0: that's so much money <laughs> that's
1: so much money uh but yeah uh daleks in 4k that's very exciting you haven't seen the peter fusion movies have you i have seen so yeah. i have seen scenes that were on, I think, the Sci-Fi
0: Channel. When I was flicking through, I was like, "Oh, Doctor Who, this is cool." Had it on, and it, they were kept calling Peter Cushing Doctor Who, like his name was yeah. Doctor Who, and I was like, <laughs> "What am I watching? This is so weird." And then I turned it off because it was bad. But yeah, going f- in with context might help. <laughs> like-
1: yeah. The f- first time I saw the actual original Dalek movie was like a couple, a few days before Series Two with um, David Tennant premiered. We decided to put it on bbc2 and i was sick and i watched it thinking it was classic who i mm-hmm. mean all of a sudden every character referred to the doctor as doctor who and i was like wait so so the tv show is based on this movie or what happened i'm not i'm not sure what's going on here yeah uh, the calling the doctor doctor
0: who is it's the most frustrating thing for me to listen to uh
1: Oh, you know, actually, he was—he was was credited as Doctor Who for many years. I know, I know,
0: he was credited as Doctor Who. Fair enough. Nobody said. And referred,
1: and yeah, actually, and referred to as Doctor Who quite a number of times, like maybe five times. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's like (laughs) out of 800 episodes, five more times. I remember most of his comics were, uh, like, William Hartnell's Doctor met Santa Claus and all that. His name was Doctor Who. Yeah. And sometimes, like, somebody will walk into the TARDIS and they'll be like,
0: what's your name? And he'll be like, I'm the Doctor. And they'll go, Doctor Who? Uh, <laughs>
1: so, yeah, it happens all the time. Uh- <laughs> but, yeah, um, so, yeah, fingers crossed. It's, it's like a wide theatrical release because i would love to see these movies yes screens, i would i would know? love to
0: watch it in uh cinema screen next to all the sweaty smelly people that like doctor Who as well. <laughs> um in other news chibnall talks about uh Russell the Davis ignoring his changes so Chibnall was in a reflective mood when he recently called caught up with Radio Times looking back on his time making the show as well as the sometimes controversial changes he made to the Doctor Who quote unquote lore uh uh, including the new backstory for Jodie Whittaker's Time Lord. Uh, you're not carrying a va- a vase across a room. Uh, you've got to get in there and say what you want about the show, the character and the world, Chibner sa- Chibnall said in the new edition of the Radio Times in an exclusive extended interview. Uh, it's one of the few drama series without a written Bible and every era contains a contradiction or left turn for what has come before. Any future showrunner will ignore it or run with it. Uh, of course, we know the next showrunner taking over is none other than former series boss Russell T. Davis, and Chibnall said that he already knows which way the wind is blowing. Oh, I fully expect Russell to ignore it. He laughed through tears. Uh, everybody should have a big <laughs> smile on their face, he says. Russell is one of the elite showrunners, and who is very lucky to have him, especially off the back of It's a Sin, one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, For him to have an incredible idea and passion for it, to want to take it forward again, that's fab. No one has a greater love for Doctor Who. Uh, His advice for his predecessor slash successor is the same that he gave me. Enjoy it. Uh, I've absolutely loved it. It's such a privilege. Few people have done it and you're standing in the footsteps of those people across 60 years now. And you get to be like, you know that you're the one that did it the worst. Uh, like you don't think that you're one of the ones that were like in the middle that you won't be remembered. You're going to be remembered because you did it the worst.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's kind of a sad sentiment, but it's kind of true. He has he, yeah, he's definitely been the most hated production produ- producer of Doctor Who in his entire Which is run. amazing
0: because he followed Moffat. Uh and, yeah,
1: and, <laughs> yeah, John Nathan Turner was controversial at times, but you know, yeah. Not as controversial as Chibnall, which is a whole yeah. new level, I would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as, as far as uh, him saying Russell T. Davis will probably ignore his changes to the Doctor Who lore, it's expected. Even if it was a good change, he would probably ignore it as well. He would go his own direction. Because when Russell T. Davis approached the show in 2005, he was like, Okay, I'm just going to take the best bits of the classic series and ignore yeah. all the other bits. And that's where the Time War came in, because he didn't like the Time Lords. And it produced some interesting stuff. It did the time we'll war. See.
0: The time war, I think, is one of the best new ideas uh, for Doctor Who yeah. because it's led to some compelling stuff. It,
1: even though it keeps on being contradicted by everyone, like yeah. Moffat brought back the Time Lords and then and then they get killed Chibnall off. I li- was like the, no. them
0: coming back was 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 earned. I thought though, yeah, you know, I thought that was really earned. But yeah, killing them off again was just Chibnall not liking them. <laughs>
1: I just, yeah, I would.
0: I would love for the Time Lords to come back again, and for us to have this really. Because they've got these big cheesy '80s costumes, you know. I'd love for them to just completely lean into that, and we'd have like a modern-day '80s sci-fi show. That would be amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically, because we got uh, destroyed in the '80s, we're still kind of stuck in the '80s. Yeah, frozen in time, (laughs) and we all have like mullets and (laughs) and side jobs. For some
0: reason, on uh, Gallifrey, all the special effects look terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing.
0: Uh, in other news, uh, this is a new segment. I forgot we yeah. did this. This is a, a new segment. Yeah, or uh, I did this. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't want to, you know, just give you all the credit. <laughs> I'm part of the show as well, and I'm about to read it, so. But yeah, so Scott, Scott did this, and he will be speaking, uh, through my voice. I'll be channeling Scott. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, a trip back in time Doctor Who events that happened on this month in history so it's kind of like my history segments uh, but Scott won't believe that he. this is an original idea um, <laughs> uh, going back looking at when you know I mean it's pretty self-explanatory Doctor Who through this time in history you know where was Doctor Who in this period of april in previous years so we will start in 1962 uh, which was 60 years ago the bbc begin their search for sci-fi material that could be adapted according to the bbc archives uh, this was the spark of what eventually led to commissioning of doctor who uh, so instead of finding like an old sci-fi novel they just came up with an original idea which is a fair enough thing you know there's a few sci-fi novels out there you could do a lot of them are like star trek because Star Trek took a lot of influence from previous sci-fi novels.
1: I was at Doctor Who occasionally. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, In 1967, 55 years ago, uh, Deborah Walting is cast as Victoria. I assume that that is a companion. We
1: we saw her first episode as companion in Tomb of the Cybermen. Uh, And we both enjoyed that scene where she's talking to the Doctor about grief. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's that lady.
0: Okay. Yes. 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 The, yeah. the
1: lady who, the, the lady who ate with poison and slept most of the episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> See, the the issue is, is we've
0: covered uh, also the episode where the companion, the Dalek one with Peter Davidson, where the yeah. the the companion also spends most of the episode lying down in bed. Uh, <laughs> the, the female companion specifically. Classic, you not having great female writing uh yeah, i'm yeah. Sh- shocked uh in <laughs> 1972 50 years ago the book the making of doctor who is released
1: written by malcolm hulk and terence Dix. where have we seen those names before yes malcolm hulk and terence Diggs. of course this is tied into the sea devils there's a whole bit of this book that's just about the production of the sea devils because it was released like a month later and this is also the, the uh, book where it's revealed the doctor's name is actually a symbol yes yeah, so it's like a mathematical equation uh Which is,
0: I guess, not canon. Although, to be fair, there's nothing to contradict that canon yet. Uh, (laughs) So, I guess it's technically still canon.
1: There is no canon. Yeah. Uh, In
0: 1987, 35 years ago, Sylvester McCoy films his first episode as the seventh Doctor. Uh, a doctor that we're going to be visiting again very soon. Uh, yeah, we visited, next week. Yeah, we visited them uh, in the Doctor Who movie uh, many, 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 many months ago now, which is insane. It was so long ago. Uh, yeah, it was in like, August. It was the last episode with your old microphone.
1: Oh, yeah, God.
0: <laughs> That's how long ago it was.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't count that episode as a Sylvester McCoy thing, because all he does is sit in his with his cup of tea, and when he steps outside, gets shot, and, and then he then he has
0: surgery, and then he dies. But he is still somehow really good in it. You know, he's somehow yeah, he, still he, really charming is, in it.
1: Yeah, he is excellent in that movie, even before he just does nothing. Yeah. Uh...
0: In 1997, 25 years ago, Virgin publishes their final Doctor Who novels after losing their rights. Uh, their aim was to tell more challenging and more adult stories within the Doctor Who universe. Uh, and after losing their rights, they continued publishing Bernice Summerfield stories. What well, is a Bernice Summerfield?
1: Uh, Bernice Summerfield was uh, a book uh, companion to the 7th Doctor after Ace left. Um, her... Her character eventually got adapted into Big Finish audio dramas. Because of course, it did. Of course Big, it did. The BBC refused to give Big Finish the proper license. And then version were like, Hey, we have a character who's actually independently owned by us. So why not f- adapt these stories into audio dramas? And that's how Big Finish got their, aud- their license to publish Doctor Who stories. Nice. It, it's, it's, a, it's a weird uh, story of Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, in 2007... 2007- 15 years ago, somehow. Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Russell T. Davis tells the BBC that he doesn't want to return for Series 5, and he also begins working on The Voyage of the Damned, uh, which we have covered. It's a pretty fun episode, uh, with the news of the world reporting that Kylie Minogue uh, was to be a Cyberman in that special. Completely not true.
1: Uh, yeah yeah we we spoke about a bit about rumors and how voyage of the damned was made in our voyage of the damned um episode that was very interesting to go through yeah uh torchwood also beats dr who for the best drama at the welsh
0: bafta awards david tennant eve miles and graham harper receive awards uh torchwood winning an award was it for the most sexy (laughs) sci-fi
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was the most it was the most attractive cyber villain of word. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting.
0: Uh, and Russell T. Davis said he'd never come back to Doctor Who. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, that to, certainly held up. Yeah, yeah he never yeah. came back. Wonder whatever I, I happened still, to that guy. I I still can't believe he's coming back. By the way, it just it feels doesn't feel real. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't feel like it's
0: true. Still, uh, in 2017, which five years ago uh simply Aye. simply that's just not true uh capaldi films his final episode as the doctor while series 10 begins airing on tv how did capaldi stop being the doctor five years ago i it,
1: know I, it doesn't make any
0: sense that is upsetting <coughs> uh but yeah that that's what happened
1: on on this uh, this time of the end of april and, and also uh capaldi's final season well banger of a season to go out on That's oh yeah probably the oh, yeah. best final season of any doctor i would probably say yeah uh,
0: his seasons uh, most Doctors' seasons probably peak in their second one and then the third one's downfall his seasons better each single one
1: yeah uh, yeah certainly yeah i can't uh, wait I can't, i'm excited to cover a series 10 absolutely because that whole season was yeah,
0: just I, nardole I'm, I'm sorry i love Marcus. nardole that was yeah amazing. yeah i love i love nardole he's so good i love bill bill's really underrated i think she's really fun um, um, and you know the
1: whole Missy storyline was a lot of fun oh yeah
0: yeah the best christmas special the d uh, is the best <laughs>
1: christmas special the husbands of river song you kidding oh the husbands of river yeah, song yes yeah. I thought yeah. you're referring to "Twice Upon a Time."
0: That is also really good, but the "Husbands of River" song <laughs> is the best Christmas special. Mm,
1: uh, if you say so, buddy. If you say so. What would Pat, you say Patrick
0: is better? Matt? What would you say is better than the one with Santa Claus as Nick Frost? Or sorry, the other way around. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Are you saying "Husbands of River" song is the best one of yes, all time? Yes. Yes. i oh, sorry. I thought you were saying "Twice Upon a Time" was the best <laughs> one of all time. No, that's yes, the Husbands second out, best. <laughs> Husbands, <laughs> "Husbands of River" song was the best one. I would say yes. Yes. Yes.
0: It is. It is amazing. It's an amazing. Episode episode uh but uh shall we move into big finish
1: yeah and it's, it's a relatively short month for big finish so yeah we, sh- we should get through this easily lovely <laughs> or you uh, should because oh, i'm not reading oh god uh hang on i have stuff
0: i need to do uh, so our first big finish release is Ta-da-da-da. uh actually hang on i'll do that again I'm pulling up a photo of the thumbnail.
1: Very it's nice. Good. It's a nice looking formula. It's a nice looking cover as well. I like their
0: painting ones. So our first big finished release is Doctor Who, the War Doctor Begins Battlegrounds. You're seeing the cover on screen now. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening in audio form, imagine a very nice watercolored painting with a uh, young John Hurt. It's uh and the bald guy that gets punched in the face. Uh, <laughs> It's a it's a very nice nice looking painting, I think. I'm enjoying their... Because their, they've been doing a lot of these recently. I think yeah. they've finally decided that they've used stock photos too
1: many times. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I'm using these paintings, it seems rather inconsistent. Because sometimes like a 10th Doctor release will get this painting version. And it's like, okay, but the previous 10th Doctor release had the Photoshop cover. What's going on here? Yeah, See,
0: I think the painting one makes it seem higher budget like it seems like yeah. it's got more quality to it than the photoshop because the photoshop one like i could do that in photoshop you know
1: yeah, I, I, yeah I would, i'd love for them to just keep consistent because even on this page we're looking at we've got six doctor with a painting i mean we scroll down to the ninth doctor which is just photoshop and we've seen this pose of a ninth doctor yeah. a million times yeah uh
0: but the the synopsis for doctor who the war doctor begins the doctor is no more uh in his place a warrior finally joining the time war between the daleks and Gallifrey. but how far will he go to end the conflict what lines will he cross how much of himself will he sacrifice the war doctor is beginning to find out who he is uh what i love about the war doctor the tragedy of his character that they decided to give him is that he did not regenerate into old John Hurt. He regenerated into young John Hurt and fought in that war until he became old John Hurt. I think that is the most tragic and compelling choice they could have made.
1: Yeah, which is something you don't think about when you watch the 50th anniversary special. It just feels like he just regenerated into old John Hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, of course, we only get a glimpse of young John Hurt in, like, a reflection in have uh, a mini special we did with uh, Paul yeah. McGann. Yeah. Yeah. What a
0: excellent idea that is uh, to really sell home the horrors of that war. Uh, next up is a thing called The Robots, Are we, is that Doctor Who related? It could yes, be. Yes, it's Doctor Who related. Oh, it's it's
1: okay. it's, a, it's it's a spin-off of the 8th Doctor series, but it's also a spin-off of the 4th Doctor story, The Robots of Death. <laughs> Lovely.
0: I love convoluted big Finish stuff. Uh, so this is a Photoshop one. It is the only interesting thing in it is the terrifying robot that's about to grab <laughs> the lady. Um, but so let's let's find out about robots, Volume Five. Oh my God uh how who are the three people that have been keeping this story flowing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Uh, during the events of doctor who ravenous 2 uh livchenko left the doctor and the TARDIS behind just for one year a year during which she would live on kaldor and get to know her sister chula all over again but kaldor is going through a period of tumultuous change technology is changing at an advanced rate the robots are evolving artificial intelligence is adapting and with these changes so politics is altering too danger dangerously can live and chula make a difference during the most tur- turbulent time in the world's history see that sounds awesome
1: yeah, that's that it,
0: sounds really good but it's a follow-up to doctor who ravenous 2 uh
1: which what you, yourself is a follow-up to doctor who whatever storyline before ravenous came out because yeah because, basically, Paul McGann has, like, a million storylines. He does, and I will eventually get to Ravenous from Ravenous
0: 2. Yeah. I'm currently on his second box set. His first box set is incredible. The first episode thing he did Yeah, the first,
1: is, yeah, the know. original, the very first one from the monthly releases you've been yeah. listening to. Yeah. Yeah, I is. got those ages ago, still haven't gone into them, but... yeah, if you should, it yeah. was a
0: very, very good listen.
1: Uh, in terms of a story, I probably, I'll probably never get round to it, you know? There's a spin-off that's... of a sequel series
0: with a side character about yeah. politics. Uh, the, the the synopsis sounds like really good sci-fi, you know? Yeah. The, the ever-changing world of adapting AI politics, it sounds
1: awesome, but Jesus, but I, is that I, niche. I, I, at minimum, that's like 16 boxes I have to buy to get <laughs> to this one, <laughs> which is...
0: Yeah it's uh, a niche to say the least uh then it's sherlock
1: holmes so starring well, yeah. yeah nick briggs is sherlock holmes he, i guess he really likes the character and just thought oh i want to be sherlock holmes and mm. we don't have to buy the rights for that. so yeah let's be yeah, sherlock right yeah. <laughs> fair enough uh but in doctor
0: <laughs> who world we've got doctor who the sixth doctor adventures water worlds this is another lovely painting one uh, uh i would say mel on the right looks terrifying yes yeah I was about to say, besides the terrifying lady on the right uh but uh, you know the painting stuff i like the painting style let's keep that going big finish shall we uh the sixth doctor returns and he's thrown straight in a, into the deep end traveling the galaxy with melanie bush and their brand new companion marine biologist hebe harrison uh there are w- wonders to see dangers to face and plenty of perils beneath the waves this to me seems like a regular big finish you know there's going to be three
1: stories a fine
0: fine listen
1: yeah three stories with two parts each so i presume we're going to be 45 and probably half hours i would say yeah yeah um what's interesting about this is the sixth doctor has a brand new companion who is a marine biologist i hope she eventually meets the sea devil so it'd be a lot of fun that would be good yeah uh, but also what's interesting about her is that she's disabled and she's like the first disabled Doctor Who companion in Big Finish. She has a, she's in a, the actress herself is disabled. She's in a wheelchair. So when she was cast, it was a question of whether or not the character will be disabled, but the character is, of course, disabled, which is a really interesting way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, don't know how
0: relevant it's going to come up in the audio drama, but it's a cool detail to have, you know?
1: yeah and you know it's it's cool to get representation of course we had disabled companion with ryan who had dyspraxia. i can't remember what he yeah but apparently his bike.
0: Uh, apparently his dyspraxia wasn't the best represent represented uh
1: yeah, I, i'm not surprised because the, the most yeah. that ever came from was he couldn't ride a bike he couldn't go down a ladder then we forgot about it for a season i mean he couldn't play basketball but then he he could play basketball and and then he went on the bike again (laughs) he couldn't ride the bike he couldn't ride the bike yeah Uh, i think he kind of did ride the bike into his ghost grandma remember yeah
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh next up we have got ninth doctor story coming out oh is this season two already Hell yes, it feels bizarre. Cause he just, tur- it feels uh, yeah. like he just came back. It feels like Season 1 just ended. How is Season 2 already out? I mean, to be fair, we were a bit late getting to the finale for Season uh, 1.
1: But... Yeah, but but with this box set, we'll have more uh, more Eccleston episodes in audio than on television, which is wild. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and this makes it, Doctor Who, The Ninth Doctor Adventures, Back to Earth... Uh, so, time and again, the Doctor finds himself returning to his favourite planet, dropping in on history or present day. Whether it's kings, uh, commuters or ordinary people, he's never met anyone who isn't important. So, what I'm curious about is what years are going to be set in. Yeah, well, one of them yeah. set in Moscow, sixteen o five. Sixteen o five. Yeah, I can tell that from the thing. But the other ones don't have dates. And the lady behind the Doctor looks like a very modern person yeah
1: i feel like two of the stories are going to be modern or at least set within the last like 30 years or something
0: yeah yeah which will be cool uh there's a weird squid man in the back which is one of the worst looking renders i've seen big finish do (laughs) uh there's also a weird robot man that doesn't look great but it's kind of passable um yeah
1: and again it's never eccleston picture i feel like i've seen a million times at this point
0: yeah yeah which is uh, why i think
1: we should eventually move on to you to know paintings, paintings. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice well whatever <coughs> but we're gonna get this anyway because we're probably doing oh. this in like june july we'll eventually get around to this
0: sorry i uh i i, yes? I use i use Opera gx as my browser uh, and it's got this cool thing where i can take screenshots and just pull up pictures which is what i've been doing to pull up the thumbnails for these uh these big finish episodes but i just saw a button here that said meme and i was like what does why does what does meme do so i pressed it and it just allows me to add top text uh onto the photo which is just a a fun thing for it to do yeah i I know
1: your love for top text
0: (laughs) i love a good top text meme uh right next up survivors that doesn't seem doctor no Uh, torchwoods
1: uh, this cover was actually just released today, so we're oh. brand new into discussing this cover. It's a, and it's, it, it's cover. a really good cover. I love yeah. it.
0: Uh, Torchwood <laughs> War Chest, uh, starring Nako... Uh, Nako? Nako? Noko? Mori? Mm. Uh, so Naoko? Maybe. <laughs> uh it's the largest (laughs) depository of alien artifacts ever assembled ready to wage war against the heavens of course they call it antebellum of course they forgot about it but the dao cohort have rediscovered it and tonight they're breaking in they have one hour and Toshiko sato is as a reluctant hostage can they steal torchwood's greatest secret uh so i i recognize her from the torchwood episodes i did watch before forgetting about the show i should probably get back to that um and it's a pretty cool, it's an action y looking cover. Yeah, she's got a big gun, which is awesome. And a big and she's blowing up something behind her. And, you know, cool guys don't look at
1: explosions, as Lonely Island <laughs> taught us, so. Uh, she's my favorite Torchwood character, so if, if I was going to get any Torchwood release, I would probably go for her releases. But, you know, I, I still want to listen to Torchwood Series 5 and Series 6, which were released by Big Finish, so. It'll be a while before I get into the solo stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: curious as to what this actually sounds like. She's the only credited actor. Uh, is she? Yeah.
1: The cast is just her. I so, presume the cast release hasn't been released fully yet. Re- well,
0: uh, on this thing in cast, it just says her name. And the backstage
1: photo is just her in a parking garage. Uh, <laughs> the, famous, uh, um, the famous Big Finish car park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was it, it was recorded on the 12th of November 2021 yeah interestingly um,
0: record, recorded on 12th of November 2021 recorded at to be confirmed <laughs> they, don't, you know they, don't know, they don't know they don't know where they recorded it but they definitely <laughs> recorded
1: it the recording appeared they don't know where it came from <laughs> they were like we better turn this into a big finish episode i guess <laughs> like... i think we've said this about uh, torchwood before but it feels so each release feels so disconnected where it's just focused yeah. on one character rather than the entire team but of course you can't do the entire team because of the whole situation of john Barrowman which is yeah, we, we're still waiting for a release of the uh, Torchwood story where uh, David Tennant jumps on board. But we'll, we'll never get. But we'll, we'll get it in like five years when John Barman finally <coughs>
0: apologizes. Yeah, uh, no. he he'll never apologize. <laughs> True, he did nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's all the big finish releases. Besides the vinyl edition of the the Eccleston one.
1: Um, yeah, which, which, which this is this is the first vinyl edition I'm not getting because I I don't listen to the vinyl ones yeah. I already have. I already have the four vinyls and I haven't listened to them. I only listen to them on yeah, you know yeah, my phone, yeah. so I might as well just stop the vinyls there. Yeah, saving yourself like a whole fifteen quid or so. So yeah, but uh, you know um, I have a nice collection of season one, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't listen to vinyl because I live in the year two thousand twenty-two. Uh, <laughs> But, oops, I didn't mean to close that. Uh, what out of our big finish, th- our big finish? These big finish, yeah, we're, we are Nicholas Briggs. Um, <laughs> what out of these big finish releases gets you most excited?
1: Um, Probably the Ninth Doctor, it's fair to say, because also we're covering recently and I love the Ninth Doctor. Even though I, d- the one thing about the Ninth Doctor is I, I, w- I would prefer for a story arc to come yeah. out of it. Yeah, cause, rather than just individual standalones. I do love the individual standalones, but I would just love to hear the Ninth Doctor have a proper story arc. But that feels like, at the same time, I would take away from a show. Yeah. Which is yeah, the Ninth Doctor is a bizarre doctor to cover because his time on the show felt so definitive. I mean, all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're getting these adventures of him before he met Rose or soon after he met Rose or whatever. Fuck. His I time think. I, is. Yeah,
0: I think his big finish. Episodes are the hardest to fit into being canon. Yeah, compared to other Doctors, because other Doctors you can just say, "Oh, it's between episodes," you know. Uh, but this one specifically, it's like, "Oh, I don't know," because Rose is such a big part of his Doctor and his arc that her not being there makes you be like, "Well, when is this?" You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We saw a definitive start for the Ninth Doctor. is looking in the mirror, checking out his ears. I and mean, we saw a definitive end, obviously, where he regenerates into David Tennant and there's not much leeway mm. into it. And it just feels, it, it it, kind of feels like it's decanonizing the Ninth Doctor in a way. Even though I do love listening to Eccleston in these adventures, Doctor Who Canon is just a weird area. It's just a mess. It's just a mess.
0: Uh, I think I'm the most excited about Sherlock Holmes' The Fiends of New York City. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> No, uh, I, I'm yeah. i most excited for Nicholas Briggs to live out his dream of
1: being <laughs> Sherlock. He's wearing the Duckville cap and everything in the th- in the photo. You know. Yeah, this whole month in terms of big finish it's is fine. not interesting to me. The yeah. War Doctor begins. I haven't listened to the last two boxes, although they are apparently very good. Some of the best Doctor Who I've heard so i'll probably eventually check that out but i've got a million big finish purchases i still have to get around to with big finish it is you know an ocean you know you've just got
0: to pick and choose your battles but yeah i'm the most excited about the eccleson one because we've obviously listened to all of his episodes so i i know where that is going to be kicking off from uh the rest of it if i had to choose besides that one maybe the sixth doctor because that seems
1: pretty standalone and like you could just jump in uh, and you know yeah. you got you got you got brand new companion as well, so it's like a surrogate. This is the yeah. perfect time to jump into the Sixth Doctor adventures. Yeah, it's uh, not the, not the most exciting month, but still a good month nonetheless. I can't believe it's season two of Eccleston already. I know. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah it, it, it's it's been a, it's been crazy. It's been fucking nuts, man.
0: Yeah, but uh, shall we talk about emails because we got one in the words of that um, ghost Ghostbusters lady, we we got them, we got one, yeah. Uh, just kidding, it's you and again. Uh, <laughs> our uh, fa-
1: our favorite person.
0: If 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 you were watching that uh, on YouTube, you got to see me talk over Scott, just coughing his lungs out. He was just dying. It was really hard to talk over, but I was oh, halfway yeah. through a sentence and I didn't <laughs> want to start again. Uh, so. Uh, Ewan has sent us in an email titled Curse of the Bland Spot episode. Uh, And he begins hello again uh was gonna message you both privately but decided, but decided why not quote send them a bloody email unquote instead don't know <laughs> who's ever
1: said that uh, oh yeah really- uh Ma- 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 just said the detour uh, did you did you send a picture of him of you to <gasps> him
0: i will i will thank you, you forgot for my- i did our, our, our,
1: yeah. our one proper email and you forgot to do <laughs> what you he's, promised he said right but this is the thing right you and
0: sent it at half past nine on sunday evening and I was messaging him on Facebook at the same time. Like, I was actually talking to him. So I totally you, forgot to send him
1: that You photo. could have still taken a photo. There's no excuse. You, I, will you do it. I will do it right now,
0: live on air. I will reply with a photo of my face right now.
1: Take a uh, picture of me
0: as well in the photo. Oh, God, that's going to be so hard. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, there we go. Click. Okay, photo has been taken. I don't know how visible you are, Scott. Not that visible. I look... That's <laughs> uh, a really bad angle for me, but that's getting sent to Ewan, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oop. Reply. Attach file. This He's going to be so confused. And I don't just... reply with any other context. Just that image. There we go. I have replied. Uh <laughs> completely forgot about that. Yeah, if you send us an email, I will reply with a selfie. Uh, Cuban just got a free pass because, again, I know (laughs) this guy and he was messaging me about something else. Uh, So, anyway, let's continue his email uh really enjoyed the black spot episode you both did it were the big fun i also told matthew this privately but i am a big fan of the thumbnail who doesn't like the backstreet boys and their uh when they turn into cybermen uh anyway might interest you to know that for some unknown reason this episode of doctor who is one i actually remember quite well i have no explanation as to why so please don't bother asking me incredulously uh <laughs> i know it's not the strongest episode of doctor who or even matt smith ever but i just remember it being a fun one the era of swashbuckling pirates was a part of history I don't remember Doctor Who visiting too often, and I enjoyed the sci-fi explanation as to what the mythological sirens really were. Uh, I also like you like I also like you both pointed out enjoyed how the show remembered that Rory was actually a nurse and used it in a useful way in the show. Uh, was at least mildly clever. I enjoyed the small tie-ins and references to the whole River Amy Rose Rory storyline as well. I very much enjoyed the story arc. Uh, One of the many reasons Matt Smith will be Matt Smith be my favorite doctor me thinks. He's like Jar Jar Binks. uh Last thing, I am also very amused and entertained by the fact that you both spoke about Kingdom Hearts for a solid one minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> I told you that his ears perked up, uh, and he put in brackets there, yes, I counted. Uh, had no idea Scott was a fan of the games. Don't often find a lot of people I know even knowing these games exist, let alone saying nice things about them. They are fun games, and yes, Matthew, you should 100% play them. No thanks. Uh, enjoy the, the the big, bright, flashy colors by Kingdom Hearts 3 and fantastic writing such as, my friends or my parents. And carries (laughs) inside me? Uh, Context is it was basically her soul. Uh, That reminds me of the dubbing for Dragon Ball Super. Uh, Uh in, In Dragon Ball Super, they start going up against a villain called Goku Black and right. you can you can imagine all the great lines that come out of that there there's there's one scene in particular i think they may have redubbed it or they just left it as it is but when it first aired it was a bunch of police guys were shooting and they went stop 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 it's goku and then another guy went no he's black <laughs> uh, which is just wow. really unfortunate uh translation i think but yeah, uh, gotta love, because obviously Kingdom Hearts is a Japanese game as well, and the yep. script gets translated. Uh, I yep. think it's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Ke- uh, Japanese, yeah. Yes. Final Fantasy is Japanese, and it's a Japanese thing. Anyway, uh, in conclusion, I did very much enjoy that episode that you uh, boys did. What? Hang on. In conclusion, I did very much enjoy that episode that you boys did. Good job with the pod episode. See, there should be a comma there, Ewan. Yeah. Uh, not- <laughs> <laughs> uh i enjoyed myself listening to it as i always do and can and constantly plug the pod to any and all fans of dr who that i can uh as should everyone else see the problem that we found is nobody likes dr who uh please send them an email please it can't just be me and scammers sending emails to this gmail account their email is who watches who pod at gmail.com disclaimer i was not told to say this nor was i paid or threatened mostly okay bye love you and uh, friend of the show uh, p.s and yes i see it being likely that one of you are going to make fun of, or at least laugh at the way i word things i'm covering my ass and acknowledging <laughs> it before i get ridiculed for it don't worry you and we didn't say anything bad about the way that you word things incredulously uh,
1: we... <laughs> uh
0: s- watching scott laugh through a cough there was great um <laughs> yeah no you, you you talk funny it's true uh pps i hope you're not refraining from saying fantastic anymore scott just because i called you out on it i was always just listening out for you to say it if you and you ain't said it in ages now own the fantastical <laughs> my guy uh see well we, w- we would uh, scott had to stop because christopher eccleson actually sent him a hate note uh, <laughs> telling telling him he had to stop uh but yeah
1: it, it's, it's not been a conscious effort but, but the minute you pointed <laughs> it out it was like yeah i can't say fantastic i need to think of an evil vocabulary i'll say amazing <laughs> instead but yeah I'll, I'll say fantastic it was a fantastic email thank you you and yeah and kingdom hearts is fantastic Be bad. and um and um, um i'm glad I'm, I'm glad he's like the one person he remembers curse of a blonde spot well no what no, no, no. Would... there's there's one other person because remember there was
0: that comment on our facebook post about it where that dude was like ah oh, i liked the episode <laughs> and we, so it was that guy and you and are the only two people that remember the episode but <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was that was
0: a really good sentence you should start a podcast
1: or you, <laughs> that was such a coherent thought that was <laughs> I was going to say, um, well, we, we should definitely get Ewan on board and do um, Legend of the Sea Devils with him. See if he would enjoy the swashbuckling new adventure of Doctor Who and yeah, Pirates. Once, once he catches up, he hasn't listened. I, Ewan, Ewan has listened
0: to every episode of our podcast weekly except for our Jody episodes. Uh, because he, he hasn't listened to any of our Jody episodes yet because he doesn't want them spoiled for when he goes into them. Uh, so by the time he catches up sure we have him on and we'll revisit Legend of the Sea
1: Devils and see what he uh, thinks uh... by the time he catches up uh, Russell T. Davis will be leaving the show again <laughs> <laughs> more than likely uh
0: I, I he was he was watching it from the start with one of his friends but i think that that kind of stopped so you and if i was you just just load up iplayer and start watching it just start what, watching. what
1: the what the friendship stopped because i wouldn't be surprised oh <laughs> burn
0: uh no the uh the they just they just stopped watching the show because it's a bad show this is what i keep trying to tell you if this nobody likes this show uh it's not well done it's 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 well done like once every five years and that is it's honestly you chase that high (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: i think we're about due time for a good doctor who season for once maybe it's been five five years years since (laughs) season 10
0: (laughs) christ uh but what are we got coming up next week not yeah next week next month what's what we got coming up for the next schedule
1: yeah, for the first two Fridays of the month, we're doing Curse of Fenric with the Seventh Doctor and Ace, who is also going to be in the Centenary special. We we did not plan this to be it like this, but it's worked perfect out so time well. In. Yeah, it has worked out so well. Uh,
0: Curse of Fenric, you know, Classic Who. It's it's been a not, it's not it, not that long since we last saw Classic Who because we did, just yeah. covered Sea Devils. Uh, um, is
1: this your first time with the Seventh yes. Doctor? Yes.
0: Well, not counting the movie. Uh, Sylvester
1: McCoy is popping your cherry.
0: This this is the first time with my with the Seventh <laughs> Doctor. Um, I, I I have no experience watching any of his episodes, not even clips or well, I've seen like clips, obviously from like documentaries and things, but like not. Uh, like even catching it accidentally on tv i have never seen his episode aired or on tv or with my own eyeballs in any way shape or form so basically going into it blind and i'm going to criticize it heavily uh yeah it's probably fun
1: uh, sylvester mccoy has some of the worst episodes especially during 20 season 24 but season 25 and season 26 are excellent we're doing season twenty six, so it's an excellent it's a fun episode. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's an excellent episode, but it's fun.
0: Okay, okay. I can't wait to watch somebody walk through a uh facility for fifteen minutes. Uh the like thing what about cr- with the thing uh, about curse
1: the thing about Curse of Fenric, the pacing is just so quick. It's it's great. It's a great greatly paced episode. We'll see. Wilson. We'll
0: <laughs> uh, and after that, after we finish Curse of the Fenric, it will be our one year anniversary for the podcast, and we will be covering Doctor Who and the Daleks, the Peter Cushing movie. Uh, which again you can get on blu-ray the 4k ultra hd is coming out the next month the month after uh we cover it so you know get your pre-order in and then listen to our episode on the backlog or just listen to our episode and that'll convince you to buy the thing i don't know uh but that's going to be a very long episode i imagine what should be 20 minutes what should be 20 minutes (laughs) um because we're we going to have a lot to talk about and go through it. I'm very much looking forward to that nightmare of scheduling when we're going to be able to record something that long. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, God, yeah. And then after that, it's the news, uh, which hopefully I, I I expect this next month to maybe be a bit light in Doctor Who news. Watch yeah. the Doctor get announced tomorrow. Um, But I think July time is when we're going to get a Doctor Who announcement. Uh, yeah, so. June
1: or July. And yeah. the BBC have a notification. Not- Notorious for telling like big finish not to promote anything for a while, so I don't think we're we're even going to get big finish news for a while. It's going to be completely silent, apart from like maybe Chibnall get interviewed, (laughs) yeah, and uh, maybe Russell T Davis will get interviewed, and then that's basically going to be it for the next few months. I look forward to it but that's
0: what we've got coming up in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook at who watches who on YouTube at who watches who the podcast is available in audio form. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts on Twitter, we're at watches doctor. You can follow me on Twitter cloth Two Two Three. do three. Uh, what else have I got to say? I feel like I'm missing one. Did, Send us an you... email. Yep. Who Watches who pod <laughs> at gmail.com and we'll ridicule you like we ridiculed you in, uh, <laughs> for having bad opinions. Uh, <laughs> Maybe send a
1: send a good email on, like, Ewan, who keeps on yeah. sending the worst emails.
0: Yeah, yeah. the bar's like... so low. Like, <laughs> you know, it's so low for you to become the next friend of the show. Right now, Ewan's friend of the show by default, you know? Uh, but you, John, could be the friend of the show. I know you're listening.
1: I'm watching you.
0: Yeah, John you
1: know, Hurt. <laughs> John Hurt is listening to us.
0: Yeah, wow, from beyond the grave. Um yeah uh, so send us to send us an email who watches who at gmail.com about literally anything doctor who related it could be about curse of the fenric it, uh, curse of the fenric curse of fenric uh or you know one of the previous episodes we've covered big finish literally anything and we will read it out in the news and i will remember to send you a photo of my face it's a lot easier if i don't know who <laughs> you are uh because i have no i can't just message you on facebook like you sent me an email uh but yeah send us an email i'd be interested to hear what other listeners we know you're there we watch you download them every we see the statistics
1: just use just type a wee email out. it's not that difficult you yeah know? We, we literally watch you downloading the So we watch you hit a button we watch you on the bus stop thinking about listening to the absolute and yeah. deciding to listen to some like backstreet boys album yeah. instead
0: yeah we we watch you download <laughs> the episode not listen to it for six days, then go, oh, the new episode's coming out. I'll just skip this one <laughs> uh, and delete it. I, I, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and you should know we feel we, our tears are just building an ocean over here. While you, we, while you ignore us, just stop ignoring us and fucking listen to us. You bitches. Wow. Wow. COVID has turned Scott <laughs> into an aggressive
0: man. And I don't like it. <clears throat> I'm scared and I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> well, you little bitch, you should quit. <laughs> uh, right, we've been going on for quite some time now. I think we
1: should wrap wrap up the podcast at this I'll, point. I'll, I'll wrap you up in plastic because <laughs> you're dead. I'll, I'll kill you.
0: Okay. So, uh, b- bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs>